Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rickroll. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I am Stephen Vargas coming at you here from Los Angeles, California, and coming over to you from the Forbidden Zone in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We <laughs> have Adam Riley. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, man? Um, not much. I actually just came across a photograph uh, that I think I will share on the Lazy Geeks uh, Facebook page. Um, I think, yes, I will on the page that you manage. There you go. Um, it has, uh, Optimus Prime, Daredevil, Harry Potter, Superman, Batman, and some random dude, I think. That's Luke. Luke, sorry. Yeah, with his hand cut off. I'm sorry. That's not a random dude at all. Oh. That's, that's Red 5. That's Red 5. There you go. I, I, or Blue 5 in the books. That's true. Yeah, that's I true. made up. I made up. All right. So <laughs> it says why they're all in the ER, and it says why they're in the ER. So um, Optimus Prime shot by Megatron. Okay. Daredevil, stabbed by girlfriend. Harry Potter, sinus infections are immune to magic. Um, Superman, kryptonite ha- hatchet. I'm going to skip Batman for now. And then Luke says family squabble. Batman, he's just sitting there, and it says – just there to make fun of Superman. That shit's funny. Because nobody fucking hurts Batman. <laughs> Beast mode. Oh, man. Oh, this, that meme that popped up yesterday on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. The one that has uh, Christian Bale as Batman talking to uh, uh, Catwoman. Not to make a big deal about it, but I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were on Facebook the other day, the, there, was a, there was a great one George Takai put out was uh, talking about the multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says, yes, somewhere out there, you could be Batman. And it's like, Fuck yeah. yes. But George Takai added, and somewhere out there, you can also be Alfred. <laughs> oh. Why? <laughs> Why, goddamn you? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, so, uh, really quickly, um, wanted to recap. No, we got to take our fucking time. <laughs> 
recap a story that we kind of added in at the very last uh, – at the la- end of the podcast last week about the uh, sorority girl from hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they made, a, they made a parody of that, which was a chick that was a uh, raid – like a raid leader for WoW. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Oh my god! I know they've th- that whole thing went viral. Yeah. So apparently, coming from the Huffington Post, the Ooh. offer the author offer the author of an angry email to members of uh, Delta Gamma sorority that was subsequently leaked and exploded all over the face of social media. I added the face. Uh, is no longer a sister. Of the sorority at the University of Maryland. Of course. Of course not. It was originally posted on Gawker, and the sister's name redacted. The author was later identified as Rebecca Martinson, even though in the thing it was like, oh my god, OMG, Rebecca. (laughs) If you haven't Mm -hmm. seen the um, Allison uh, Hoslip version of it, you need to see that. There's another one that you need to see. Which, Which is that one? Siri reads angry email. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 creepy because <laughs> Siri has that voice that goes like this all the time and has no emotions. Oh man, it's like fucking. It's like Hal reading that email. It's like it's like they, the the machines are angry now. <laughs> well, so apparently it was of uh, it was found out the person's name. And the National Organization of Delta Gamma has confirmed that Martinson is out with an announcement posted on its Facebook page. Delta Gamma has accepted the resignation of one of its members whose email relating to a social event had been widely distributed and publicly through social media and traditional media channels. The tone and content of the email was highly inappropriate and unacceptable by any standards. No matter who received, who released it to the public or how it reached such a mass audience, um, the internet, uh, the email content should not reflect on any sorority woman in general or any fraternal organization at large. Uh, although the, the sorority says Martinson resigned a statement from Delta Gamma last week promising all appropriate action, raised questions on whether she resigned or... Uh, um, whether the resignation was entirely voluntary. (laughs) Um, I can pretty much tell you that it probably wasn't. No. (laughs) I think think it's funny. (laughs) OMG, Rebecca. (laughs) OMG, Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) OMG, but Rebecca, you say in a whiny little bitch voice. (laughs) (laughs) I will cunt punt you. Was still my favorite. Oh. It just—it was gold. It was literally gold. It's gold. very rare that the internet hands us such gems. A masterpiece. Yeah, really. it was a masterpiece. It, you know, fuck Van Gogh, and you know the Sistine Chapel. The, the I'm, 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 I don't. <laughs> I don't think I want to really carry on with this joke. Right when I, right when I heard "fuck Van Gogh," I'm like, mm, because it reminded me of the Doctor Who episode, and I just, I'm not, mm, I'm not into it. Yeah, he he saw monsters and shit. Yeah. That's why he went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but that was funny. If you haven't watched this, if you go to last week's podcast, podcast number 103 on the site, I have the video, um, embedded on that. Uh, 
on that one, so you can check it out if you didn't quite catch it. So, as we as we have been doing, recap uh, as we proceed to give you what you need. <laughs> We're recapping the Doctor Who episode from last night to the center of the TARDIS. Yes. Or journey to the center of the TARDIS. Uh. It, there's going to be spoilers because I really don't give a fuck if you haven't watched it by now. First of all, any Doctor Who fan has seen it already. At least several times. Let's let's get it real. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. <laughs> You've seen it several times already. Um, I get, I, we'll get the first one out of the way. Um, Clara and the dress. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know... Adam Adam sent me a message with, mm. with this big old skeet skeet skeet. So I sent and what did I you know I'm gonna pull it up because it needed it needs to be transcribed properly. I mean where's my messages? Skeet skeet skeet. Um, so it says this is how I started the conversation. Clara in that dress tonight. Dot dot dot. And then that picture of that meme and it just says fat 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 fat. fat. <laughs> And then Steve goes, I know she is so hot. <laughs> um, she came on the screen and so did I. That was my next line. That was my next line. Ah, ha, ha, I understand that from Steve. Um, and then I said that was a good episode, though, blah, blah, blah. And then we just started getting into it. Um, I don't know what it was about that dress. <laughs> because honestly, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't anything provocative. It, it was, wasn't even flattering, really. It was it, just a dress. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, just the whole combination that hey, you're just like. And we're not the only ones because I've seen comments when they're talking about that episode made mention of Clara and the dress, and oh, and is men and women. And it was just like she looked good in it. And yeah, I don't know what it was. Doesn't she just look good in everything though? And that's true. And she looked uh, good in nothing too. So you know. oh well, <laughs> but. Uh, but it, as far as the episode goes, uh, I really liked that we saw a lot more of the TARDIS. We got to see the swimming pool, um, the big library. I liked the fact that when they op- pull, when the guy pulled open the TARDIS, you started hearing all the voices of the previous doctors. Yeah, and, and the sad thing is that one took me a little bit to get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> yeah, I started hearing, it, and then I heard uh, Eccleston's voice going, "The guard, the um, the armies of Genghis Khan couldn't get through that door." And that like, was oh. the one that I was like, "Oh, I got it now." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, that's all the all the previous Doctor voices." That was awesome. A little so, late to the game. A little late to the game. Well, you know, well you came on what season five when Matt Smith yeah over so yeah. And then I I watched the Eccleston season, and then I didn't watch the other one. The Tenth Doctor, the Tenant Seasons, because it was so big <laughs> that I didn't, I didn't really feel like I wanted to hop into it. <laughs> Just quite yet. Yep, piecemeal, yep, piecemeal. But uh, yeah, I really liked the little twist at the end. How it was them running around the uh, the uh, TARDIS, all burnt and shit. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. And the whole episode was dope. Like, and. and that fucking that captain in that salvage ship was a dick, it's a total dick. Yeah, like what was wrong with that motherfucker? Like his his own brother, yeah, gets hurt, and then as a joke, they tell him he's an android. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like what's really going on? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's like what android needs a mask? 
you know, and all that. It's just like, dude, that's just fucked up. I did like at the end though, where he's just, where he throws that. I don't know, maybe have a little piece of, you know, uh, was it like he says like some like little piece of humanity left or shred of humanity left or something like that. Uh, but that was yeah, those that was a seriously. <laughs> who fucking plays a joke like that? You call someone an android. That's just a cold motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you're firing up your PS3 again, huh? Oh, I am. So all this talk of, uh, and it's it's stupid because I'm really trying to not feed into the rumors, but it's hard. It really is because I keep getting the new Xbox will be always on shoved down my throat every day. And that's fine. I'm not even worried about that. But what it got me to do is pay more attention to the PS4. When I started to really look at all the pieces of the PS4 that have been revealed, I'm kind of digging it. I'm kind, I'm kind of liking what's going on. The only thing that I'm kind of weird about is the speaker and the controller. I think we're, we're reaching a little bit. Right. You know, but um, I'm, di- I'm digging all the things, and, and it looks like – the thing that I like about it is that you can tell that Sony – and I know there's going to be people that don't agree with me. But to me, it, you can tell that Sony is, is trying to listen to what their consumers said. You know, the, the share button bit and the um, – uh, I don't know. It just feels different. Like the whole light bar thing where you can – and I'll go into it because my article that I'm reading. Right. But like where you can – you can move to the other side of the couch and the system knows and it will shift the split screen. Like just little shit like that. And I don't know. I was looking, it was cool. And then, um, so I was like, Oh, well, maybe I should fire out my PS3. See what's up. You know? And also I want to play dust, uh, five, five fourteen. I want to get in on that too. <laughs> and that's only on the PlayStation. Right. <sighs> and, oh, so. and so is, uh, what is it? Two souls. It's a PS3 exclusive. Two Souls. Yeah, the one with Ellen Page. There's an Ellen Page kit. What? You seriously? You don't hold know? on. Wait a tick. <laughs> Wait a dick. Ellen Page <laughs> game. Uh, Two Souls. Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Or beyond, yeah, Beyond Two Souls. I know I've heard of it. Yeah, it was at, it was big at E3 last year. I don't watch E3. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you fucking doing with your life? <laughs> All he's doing is never going to give you up. up. Never, never going to let, let you down. down. Oh, yeah, I do. I do know. I do know. It's made by the same people who made... um. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, yeah. I do know. I'm sorry. I did not know Ellen Page was in it, though. I probably just forgot that. But, uh, yeah, that game's dope. And fucking Heavy Rain. I haven't played Heavy Heavy Rain. Yeah, I haven't actually an article posting tomorrow or when this comes out, posted on Monday, about uh, the company that, the company that made Heavy Rain escapes me right now. Uh, but Quantic Dream. There you go. Quantic Dream said that 76% of the people that play that game actually finish it. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting considering that mostly it's generally about 20% of the people that play games usually finish them. Mm-hmm. 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 
So, yeah, preach it, sister. Wow. <laughs> I just took that too far. Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know tonight. Uh, I know, I know. I'm, like, I'm slipping here. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Oh, have you decided what game, though, is going to be the first one to fire up? Because you, <laughs> he went on Gamefly tonight and was trying to select a game. He, he hasn't had it for so long that it's not even on his Gamefly account. <laughs> Gamefly didn't even know I had a PS3. <laughs> like, oh, you have a um, PS3? It's like, <laughs> hanging your head down, yes. I think it's going to be Tomb Raider, because Tomb Raider, I played on the Xbox, and I fucking, I loved it. I mean, it was the shit. But I didn't finish it. But, <laughs> I don't mind playing through it again, because honestly, but. it's not that, it's, but, <laughs> it's not that long, so I don't mind going through it again. And it's been a little bit I've played things in between, so I, I refresh on the story. Um, so I think I'll just rent that for the PlayStation and play through it again. I just fucking beast mode it through the whole thing. So you know, true, true. That's how I do it. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna start up that PlayStation. It's gonna go. You have 15 updates. <laughs> oh, I know. Play, you'll play in two hours. <laughs> yeah. But I still don't have a controller for the fucking thing. I gotta buy a controller. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna get the, you're gonna get the, yeah, awaiting updates. You can leave now, is yeah, what the PlayStation will tell you. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, bye-bye. You just leave it on. Leave it running for now. It's going to say on the screen, as long as we don't get hacked again, yeah. <laughs> this will be done. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think it's time we uh, head into some news, don't you think? Sure. All right. Why not? Yeah. After the uh, dismal performance of... Warner Brothers Green Lantern, which is something I always believe was a mistake to start out, start with out the gate. You can understand why they are not totally convinced a Justice League movie would work. Since then, The Man of Steel is about to hit screens this June, and the conversation has become about who would direct Justice League if there, if it were to happen. Everyone from Ben Affleck to Christopher Nolan has had their names thrown into thrown in the ring, but one man stepped out and says that he will be asked to direct the movie if um, direct the movie, and it's none other than Zack Snyder himself. Oh, yeah, a man that is never afraid to throw himself into the internet fray. He said in a recent interview with Empire Magazine that he um, would be asked if all went well. According to CMB, they translated the article. Um, to uh, a read between the lines sort of thing. So unlike Marvel, Warner Brothers is, isn't willing to take such a huge gamble on a Justice League movie. However, Snyder implies that if Man of Steel does well, they will move forward with a big movie. This does confirm early reports late last year that the fate of the Justice League movie would be tied to the performance of Man of Steel. I'm not completely surprised, but I'm a bit puzzled. Given that Superman and Batman are their true strongest DC properties, Superman doesn't have the normal buzz that a Batman movie would. Nevertheless, Iron Man wasn't a huge property before Marvel made it with... uh, John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. What Warner Brothers needs to understand is that if they threw a Justice League movie out into theaters in 2015 or more like 2016, it would do phenomenal business, may even rival the Avengers. Why? Because it would be the first time people would see Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, and The Flash on screen together. And it's kind of sad that they possibly be throwing away their greatest chance to make a solid comic book movie and have everyone excited for once. You know, thinking about this too, if you if you take out the Green Lantern from the equation, okay, because I agree they shouldn't. That should have been 
third third round of movies. Yeah. Green Lantern shouldn't be in the first one. If you really look at it, the way they did it was perfect. The three Batman movies as their own entities. What what DC did is they capitalized on the already existing popularity of Batman and then amplified it by a million, <laughs> which brought more attention to DC. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah, the DC movies were the shit, but the Batman movies were keeping people going, what's DC going to do? What are they doing? Right. Then they go right to Superman. I think that's the perfect way to get into the Avengers because everyone likes to say – well, Superman's the leader, or not the Avengers, I'm sorry, Justice League. Well, <laughs> Superman, Superman's the leader of the Justice League. No, Batman's the leader of the Justice League. Don't let anybody tell you different. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I think the way they're doing it then, if you take Green Lantern out, it's perfect. I think Green Lantern was a misstep, but the three Batman movies, separating them from that universe... And then Superman starts the the main mm-hmm. DC universe. I think that's perfect. Now that also means if they're going to do a Justice League movie, there needs to be a new Batman. So that's true. yeah, well they already said too that the Nolan universe would be separate from whatever happens in the Justice League, and uh, and and it would need to be. Yeah, because then you would Definitely. have to do everything from Justice League based off of Nolan's and. Everybody knows Nolan's fits just in Nolan's universe. You can't have that part go into everyone else. Because if you look at, especially if you look at uh, Marvel, what they did with Iron Man is kind of based in reality, but still a lot of room to kind of embellish. And and then you had, you know, Hulk, which was same thing. And then you had, you know, everybody else, which all kind of based in a reality. So they all kind of interconnected. Nolan's wouldn't work if you had a Batman. I was Superman. Because not to let's let's also be honest with the fact that there was never mention of Metropolis or anything like that. So or any other superheroes, it, and the reason why it wouldn't work too <laughs> in a movie, you people if if they were in the same universe, everyone's gonna go. So when Bane took over Gotham, yeah, why didn't Superman just come in and help? Oh right, you know now. Anyone who's a true follower of the comic books knows Batman don't like fucking Superman in right, Gotham right. City, you know. But it um it would lead to that. It would lead to well, why don't other heroes come and help? Blah 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 blah. And then, so I think keeping that separate was was genius. And also too, let's all be honest. I think Nolan deserves his own bit. I mean, he's, he's a great director. And I think if you say – if DC were to go, okay, here, here's the Batman movies, but you need to make them fit within this too, that's just screwing his creativity up. And and that's just dumb. Yeah. Like Nolan seems to me be a director that – to me anyway, that you just – you give him the tools and just go do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> and just stand out of the way. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't want to be like, no, no, no. You have to do it this way and this way and this way, which is what they did to uh, – What's his name with the Iron Man movies, which is why he yeah. didn't direct them anymore. They're fucking with him, you know. Yeah. So, and I don't think Nolan was stood for that anyway. Yeah, that's big. He's big time. You don't have to play games like that. Yeah. And then also yeah. too, you got to remember too, when Favreau did the first one, they weren't even sure how Iron Man was going to do. So suddenly it's like, oh hey, we actually may be able to do the Avengers movie. Then they started taking a little more control. 
So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. Swallow my drink. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of comic books, movie type things, Daredevil has been and I know you like Daredevil. So. Yes, I do. Um, Daredevil has had some really great comic book runs throughout the years. Great storytelling paired with great art have brought the man without fears stories to life on the page. Unfortunately, <laughs> the character hasn't fared too well on the big screen. Ben Affleck. Yeah, let's just not even. Right? Yeah, not just not even talk about that. Daredevil's cinematic debut in 2003 was and is universally accepted as a bad film. <laughs> Director Joe Carnahan. Carnahan? John Carnahan. Yeah, Carnahan. Carnahan. He did um, Narc. Yeah. Want, <laughs> wanted, wanted another chance to make a Daredevil film that was on par with the quality comic book fans expect nowadays. But that chance has passed. And honestly, he doesn't deserve it. So... Marvel Studios president of production, Kevin Fang, Fei, Kevin. Kevin Fig. Kevin Fig. It's Fig? Fig, yeah. Fig, whatever. That's so close to being a dirty word. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hate these names. At, press, at a press event for Iron Man 3, has announced that movie rights for Daredevil are back in, in Marvel's oh-so-caring hands. There were no movie announcements or plans brought up for the character at this time, but it's safe to say they'll do something with him eventually. A lot of people felt Daredevil, felt Daredevil doesn't fit in the current Marvel Universe. While I agree that Daredevil is a DACA character, that doesn't mean Marvel can't make a standalone movie with him in it. A Daredevil film done right would be on the same tone level as the Nolan-made Batman films. And also, too... Always oh, too dark. A lot of people saying Daredevil's too dark of a character to fit in the Avengers. World. Really? Because Black Widow seems to fit in quite nicely. Have you read a Black Widow comic book? <laughs> I know, let's, right? Let's keep it real. You know. Either way, don't hold your breath for a movie quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it could happen very soon or very far from now. Most likely far from now. Um, when it does happen, though, there is no way to go but up in comparison to the previous Daredevil film. Um, Oh, you know they're going to make a flick, dude. Oh, and yeah. it's going to be fucking sick. I figure it's probably going to be uh, Phase 4 is what I mean. Because they're, oh, already, they're oh, already doing Phase 3, and that's what Doctor Strange and um, uh, Ant-Man. So, yeah. It, once they Did get... they do Ant-Man before Daredevil? But that's only because they didn't have the rights for so long. Yeah. and But, uh, um... but I would... Uh, God, if they... When they do that movie right... It will well, be. the thing is, the thing is too, and another reason why Daredevil's a lot farther off. They're focusing on the Avengers too, and Daredevil's not a member of the Avengers, so well, not at that time, yeah, not at that time in this universe, really, because right. it's like it seems to be more of the traditional Avengers lineup, yeah, that you're seeing, you know, with the Hulk thrown in there. Um, you're not really seeing the the off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Avengers has. I think everyone's in the Avengers, really. Yeah, at this point, yeah, uh, everybody's in the Avengers. Um, Mole Man, no, just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, 
no, but yeah, I mean, like everybody in the Marvel universe is in there now. I mean, now I you think, have. Mutants. I think Galactus is up for <laughs> up for membership. I mean, it's getting it's getting crazy. Yeah, it's now. getting a little crowded. Yeah, those meetings are crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's cool. I'm I'm happy that Marvel has it back. Um, do something with it. So, you know, but don't. I mean, don't be like, oh shit, where's that Daredevil movie at, Adam? I don't fucking know, because it ain't gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs> so. And yeah, and not to me- not just that, but the fact that they would consult Adam first. You know, <laughs> well, I thought that was that was already known. <laughs> Adam, how do you feel about dead? I'm like, oh, not not quite now, not quite now. <laughs> okay. All right. In gaming news this week, finally, after weeks of speculation and such, Microsoft has finally announced via their Facebook page that they have decided to reveal their next generation console. The announcement has been as confirmed multiple reports for an announcement sometime in May. Microsoft revealed that they will hold their announcement on Tuesday, May 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The picture on their Facebook page asks everyone to watch it live and that a new generation revealed. Quote, on Tuesday, May 21st, will mark the beginning of a new generation of games, TV, and entertainment, Microsoft said in a statement to GameSpot. On that day, we'll be holding a special press event on the Xbox campus, and we invite you to join us via, via, via the live global stream that will be available on Xbox.com, Xbox Live, and broadcast on Spike TV if you are in the U.S. or Canada, end quote. While Sony hasn't revealed much about their stable of games aside from a few titles, it would uh, it would seem that their statement that they will t- will take to E3 as a platform to reveal many of their launch title for the um, launch titles. This could be the smart move for Microsoft as it would only allow two weeks of speculation before they reveal everything to the world, unlike so- months with Sony. Quote, on the day, we'll share our vision for Xbox and give you a real taste of the future. Yeah, they will. Uh, the statement goes mm-hmm. on. Then, uh, the yeah, you will was something I added. Yeah. Then 19 days later at the Ele- Electronic Entertainment Expo E3 in Los Angeles, we'll continue the conversation and showcase our full lineup of blockbuster games, especially since Nintendo won't be there. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, they'll oh. be there, but they're doing closed shows. With yeah. The- the press and shit yeah, because they don't really have anything to tout um, nothing to talk about yeah of the course, only things they have to talk about is like a zelda and a mario game we already know that's going to happen exactly stupid of course one of the biggest issues will be the always on situation that has seemed to dominate all the speculation regarding the next next gen xbox i know the situation with adam or didn't help um, help matters, but it would be suicidal for the company to implement that on their latest console, much like Sony didn't offer it in their PlayStation 4. Microsoft is many things, but they're not insane. With the current game climate the way it is, if they chose to implement the always-on DRM, which is what it is, they would literally be handing over sales to Sony and the PS4. Not because it's a better device, we don't know that yet, but when consumers are given the choice, they will go with no DRM requirements. So my prediction is that they will not have the always-on component. So, but, you know, not this go-around anyway. The, I mean, it, one of the rumors, I was, which, which seems like the most plausible course, but this is only for the game side of it, is that the new Xbox is going to have that functionality, but they're going to leave it up to the actual game developers if they want to use that. And I see that as as being 
pretty plausible of happening. Um, only because that then it's just becoming more like a computer, really. Yeah. And and the the new Xbox, it's also safe to assume, and I think this was said somewhere that it runs. It's this is a rumor, but I would not doubt this is going to happen. Um, is the operating system for the new Xbox will be at its core Windows 8. Yeah. Um, now, if that's the case, I'm kind of excited about that because if, if the core programming is Windows 8, that means apps can start being made at a faster rate, much, you know, stuff like that, um, which is cool. But that's a separate subject. I just want to mention that. Um, the DRM thing, I mean, the thing is, too, if you leave it up to publishers, publishers have seen what happened to Diablo 3. They saw what happened with SimCity. They saw the the just public outcry of fuck you. Right. You know, when when that happened, um, did those games sell very well? They sure did. So it depends on if they're looking at customer satisfaction or just sales numbers. Because if they're looking at just sales numbers, it's not going to matter because they're, they're still going to buy the game. Yeah. They're just going to bitch about it. And it's easy to just not read comments. I do it all the time. <laughs> Ooh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence already about the whole fucking situation, and honestly, I I'm trying to avoid Xbox. It's got me all like I need an antacid. Like yeah. I'm fucked up about it. He's, you know, he's awake at nights. That's where the whole conversation stemmed about. Should I? I'm thinking about just start kicking up my PS3 again. Well, I mean, that brought it up. But another thing that brought it up too is I spend a lot of money on that fucking thing, and it just sits there. Yeah. And also, I don't have to pay for Xbox Live to watch Netflix. On my fucking PS3, I hate that. I know that's the, the I've always hated that. Yeah, and because that's the thing is, is that if some still if the the bigger issue comes down to if some games are required to have it, then Xbox has to have it always on, which means you're gonna have to pay for Xbox Live, because it's not like now where it's like you could play it when it's not connected to the internet. Yeah. If, it, if it needs to be – because that's the thing. Like with the Xbox 360, some people are playing still with the old system that doesn't have the wireless compatibility and they're just playing the game itself. You Which know? I was doing until recently Yeah. Um, because I just bought that wireless adapter for my Xbox right when my live account expired, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> but it's – to me, Xbox Live is for playing games. Yeah. And I, I think – I can't use Netflix. It's bullshit because technically my Netflix bill is $7, but really it's not. It's $17 because I got to pay for Xbox Live too. Yeah, that's It doesn't true. work. You know, so that's where the PlayStation kind of shines. Is the, And people say, oh, well, the fucking Xbox Live is a, is a better a better network, a better experience. I'm like, I, I've played a lot of online gaming on both, and really they were identical experiences. Yeah. I, I didn't... There was there was very little lag on both of them. If I had lag on one game, it was because there was lag everywhere for that game on both systems. Yeah, I and think that's that's mostly just uh, fanboy. Yeah, fan, it's fanboy. Fan it's favoritism. It's you know whatever. I think both of them are completely capable devices. Um, I just the Xbox Two has become. This is gonna really make it sound bad, but. <laughs> The Xbox is like the Facebook of game consoles, and it only in one respect is the main reason I I only focus on my Xbox is that's what all my friends were playing. So you kind of force yourself to get used to it. There were other reasons too. I mean, I'm a Microsoft fan, stuff like that. But my PlayStation 
really didn't get played that much anyway because none of my friends play the PlayStation. I have one friend that plays mm-hmm. the PlayStation. You know, so it's like and I got caught up in it too and I'm not fucking touching my PlayStation when that uh that whole hack thing happened. Right. Which was stupidity on my part. I got caught up in the bullshit. And we all do it from time to time. Yeah. So I'm gonna be using that to, to play some Tomb Raider. Get at me. <laughs> Get at me. Oh yeah, I'll be able to see your thing actually your <laughs> your, your little icon bidding. That's right. Well, are you even on your PlayStation anymore? I thought you were all fucking Xbox too. No, I still I use both. Because you're just beast mode about it. You play yeah. both at the same time. Yeah, I've been trying that one. That really is hard. Cause I actually tried that one time, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it it doesn't work. No, it's not feasible, no. especially with the difference in controllers. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> this Nesada was funny. So. Dead Island Riptide, <laughs> which is, you know, Dead Island with a different name. Right. Because it really, I'm not saying it's a bad game because Dead Island was fun. I liked it. But Dead Island Riptide really made no advancement whatsoever. It's just the same exact character, slightly different story. That's all it is. Which is fine if you like Dead Island. If you don't, fuck it. <laughs> and fuck you. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So Dead Island Riptide's out. And while many have been looking forward to the game, there are those that are upset about a special edition of it. The Zombie Bait Edition features a statue of a human female torso um, smeared with blood and endowed with bikini-covered breasts. So there's a picture of this on the LazySaw.com in the article, but honestly, you've probably seen it. Let's be honest. Yeah. We, we talked about this um, a while back, too. Yeah, I was going to say this. Yeah, it's, it's a statue... No head, no arms, and it's not like in a cool Roman way, like they've been cut off. But the tits are perfect. Of course right. they are. Right. Yeah. Um, little British flag uh, bikini on. You know, whatever. It's an innie. Stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so this resin statue sparked a lot of controversy for Techland, the developer, Uh, publisher Deep Silver even apologized for the bust. So this is what they said. This is back in January. So we sincerely sincerely regret this choice. We are collecting feedback continuously from the Dead Island community as well as the international gaming community at large. We want to reiterate to this community, or to the community, fans and industry, how deeply sorry we are and that we are committed to making sure this will never happen again. This was back in January. The, th- the special edition hadn't even come out yet. I think it was out in like Australia only. I don't know. It seems that the Zombie Bait Edition will be released despite Deep Island. Did I say? Oh, I said Deep Island, and the I was tired. Deep Silver's apology. The edition has gone on sale at UK retailers and in limited quantities in Australia as well. The entire situation is funny to me, and why people are so upset over a statue is beyond me. Uh, think about it for a second. A game where you destroy zombies with a variety of different weapons, oftentimes decapitating or dismembering them, that's okay. But a decapitated woman in a bikini? Now that's just too much. <laughs> I mean, the th- stuff like this always bothers me. And this goes back to when I used to listen to Howard Stern back in the day. People picketing and boycotting Howard Stern. And to me, and I was a child, I was, well, I wasn't a child, I was a teenager, but, yeah, a child. Um, 
I always had that mindset, and I still have it today. Just turn it the fuck off. Yeah. Don't listen to it. Or this Riptide said, you don't like the statue? Don't buy it. Exactly. Why is that difficult? I don't understand what the problem is. Yes, it's ridiculous, obviously. Right. You know, it, it, maybe the zombies didn't eat her tits because they're fake. You never yeah. know. They, they, they can't digest silicone. Right. Or maybe it's a saline, too. Yeah. I heard the saline, you can have little valves that you can pump them up. And I was talking to a, uh, to a chick about it earlier. Wow. Anyway. anyway wow. Anyway. Any, any case. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, is if you don't like it, just don't participate in it. Don't ruin the fun for everybody else. You know, there's people out there that like this shit. If they collect statues or whatever, they might dig it. Or a little Big pervy, fucking, you know. Why not? Or just, you know, it doesn't even have to be perverted. You just, you just like fucking Dead Island or something. Or or even the controversy around that statue makes you want it. You know, that's a big thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you want to skeet, skeet. <laughs> skeet, skeet. <laughs> so whatever. An angry skeet. <laughs> Pick your poison. All right. I'm just, I just don't understand why people outcry about shit. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I I think there's too much of that whole idea that you know we have to that everybody has to govern everybody else because if you think about it and you really really look at it, it's geared towards adults. That game is a mature title. Yeah. So anybody that's getting that should be at least 17 or older. They're not. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a bust of Sonic blowing Mario. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's. Which this, I would buy if that was the game. Oh, I would too. Yeah, I'd be um, like, this, yeah. this game should not be in children's hands. And you know why there's an outcry? Because parents allow their children to play Dead Island. I guarantee it. I guarantee there's like fucking 10, 11, 12-year-olds playing Dead Island, obviously. Because parents don't give a shit. They don't care about anything anymore. So not all parents, obviously, but there's a large group of them that don't. So now they're and this is probably most of the outcries come from America and Australia because they have similar censoring where violence is fine right. but sexuality isn't, which I think is so fucking backwards, it doesn't make any sense to me. So the end or the disrespect of life is okay, but the bringing of life or what, and all that that it represents, we can't watch that. Yeah. England did it right. You see titties all over English TV. It ain't it ain't a thing. But the <laughs> violence is toned down a little bit. Yeah. You know. It's just so stupid to me. Yeah. It it really is, and I just don't understand just that whole thing. I mean, I'm out the same way, you know, back in the day when you know, they were picketing married with children because it's degrading. It's just, it's like then don't fucking watch it. Turn the channel. I just don't Oh yeah, didn't they say it was degrading to women? Yeah. Is a Peggy Bundy. It's like you do realize the whole purpose of that show is it's a dramatic stereotype over dramatic. over the top. Yeah. Married with Children was a cartoon. It was a live action cartoon. That's what it was to me. Yeah. Because nobody acts like Peggy truly. Like she was way over the top with that fucking shit. Or um, there, there's people like Kelly. I've met them. I've met them. Yeah, we all have. Actually, you know what? There are people like those people, but I'm just saying. It was caricatures or whatever that fucking word is. Yeah. But whatever, you know. <laughs> now we're getting off some next level shit. <laughs> right, right. All right, reeling it back in now. 
This is time to get into some comic news. Never gonna give you up. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was never a new thing to have television writers taking a stab at comic books. Many people have done it, but Kevin Scenic has been given the task, a big task actually, the return of Carnage. Now, before you get all sorts of excited about it, it's only a five-part miniseries starting in J- July entitled Superior Carnage. Yeah, it's this, it seems they're planning to do with Carnage what they did with Peter Parker in Superior Spider-Man. They will tie the current Spider-Man branding and continuity to offer an alternate version of the symbiont baddie, according to Newsarama. Quote, when Steve Wacker called and said, I'd like to do this miniseries, I was all on board for it, Cynic said. It was an exciting project but and also a challenge, I thought. I like Carnage, but he's got his thing. We know him and what he is. And I was reading Minimum Carnage, and at the end of it, he li- essentially he's essentially lobotomized. On one hand, I thought, he's lobotomized. What am I going to do with him? And on the other hand, I thought, this is a clean slate. I came up with the idea, and then I thought it would really be great, and then Steve jumped on board, and how the Avengers took Venom and made him Agent Venom. I like how the villain world is all of a sudden kind of like, screw that, we're going to take someone who is even more badass and make him even more wicked, and make him not a slave to the villain world, but another agent of evil. Uh, Steven Segovia and I have had fun... um, Having a fun time coming up with the new look is going to be, and I truly, and I can truly say it's carnage like you've never seen him before. While I'm not totally sure if it's a solid idea, especially for the rabid fan base of comic fans, but the fact that they are starting off with a miniseries is more of like a testing the waters phase. Many people will rush out to get the first issue and say whatever they will on the internet. However, if it does well, then you can be certain um, an ongoing series. Um, for the title will commence. I just really don't understand this whole bit of, you know, changing everything. It's just, Marvel seemed to be on the way to really restructuring their shit, and now I think they're taking steps backwards now. Yeah. They're doing the same old shit that they were doing before. And Marvel has great characters and they have great writers and they have great artists but the organization of their books is a it's a clusterfuck man it's it's so all over the place and and there's like a couple of marvel books i read but they're usually the ones that have nothing to do with the main universe because the main universe confuses the shit out i have no idea what's going on yeah with the spider-man especially with spider-man i mean it hit 50 years we shouldn't have just completely butt fucked the whole canon of Spider-Man just simply because, oh, it's his 50th anniversary. Let's change it up a little bit. You know what they should have did for the 50th year? What? They should have moved it to just two books. There you go. The Ultimate Line and The and the Amazing Spider-Man. That's it. Yeah. They should have kept it at that. And I even like um, the new one with, um, with Miles and all that. I haven't read it in a couple issues, though, but I dig that one. But there's too many fucking cannons going on. Yeah. And it's to the point that unless you're a diehard Marvel fan, you have no fucking idea what's going on. You <laughs> don't know. know which which Spider-Man is the Spider-Man. You, you have no idea anymore. And, and I think, too, and, and a lot of it might be because I'm a little, I'm a little jaded because I am more of a DC fan, and now I'm used to the 
quote unquote new 52 right. where everything is happening in one unit. It's not difficult for me. If they have, um, it makes me sound like such an idiot too. If, <laughs> if, if they have like a one shot, it's clearly a one shot. If they have a mini series, it's clearly a mini series. But as soon as I go, oh, let me see what Marvel's up to. I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where this book is in relation to this book, if they're even in the same universe. I've heard, and I, I need to check into this, that the ultimate line is the most organized one out of the bunch. Um... But now we have Marvel now, <laughs> and I don't know where the fuck that fits in. You know, so. so for the for the most part with Marvel now, it doesn't really like reboot anything. All it simply does is it takes everything back. It really was just a numbering scheme, and starting with new books, branding them number one, and your gold. So I I think that's really what the whole Marvel happening yeah. right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not yesterday and not tomorrow. Now. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's what I gotta say. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about something. We'll leave it for whatever. But um, <laughs> how do you say this asshole's name again? Geoff. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Johns. Yeah, I. Jagoff Johns, Geoff Johns, as we I used to. We I made can't. jokes about him in like one of the early, early podcasts. Like the fifteenth episode. Yeah. I just can't bring myself to say Jeff when it's G E O F F. Geoff, Jagoff Johns. And I'm probably being insensitive to some language somewhere, but yeah, I don't want really to give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jeff Johns should call himself JJ to be a pimp, but I'm there you whatever. Go. <laughs> um, Jeff Johns has done a lot for the Green Lantern universe over the years, um, but his long run will end as of issue 20 of the main title, Green Lantern. This issue is sending Johns off its style, as well being a staggering 66 pages and featuring the ad of Doug Mank. I fucking I just suck at Nate with special <laughs> with special guest artist um, Ethan Van Shiver. Patrick Gleason, there you go, Aaron Cutter, Cully Hammer, Ivan Rise, and Jerry Ordway. Fucking win! That's a bunch of names in a row. <laughs> and more. Um, Johns will, while talking with the source, said, I can't wait until number 20 is in your hands, the last several pages in particular. That's all he said. Um, check out the sneak peek. Uh, so we got sneak peek pages um, from the issue 20. On the lazygeeks.com, and it looks like some heavy shit's going on. Like to to be real, um, I love the cover too. The the cover just the artwork's real nice. But uh, if you're into Green Lantern, definitely check this out because something something big's happening. It looks like a big change. Um, I've kind of fallen out of Green Lantern. Yeah, I was gonna say you weren't in. You were in it in the beginning, but I was in it in the beginning, but I just wasn't. And you know, but I didn't really get into the. Um, like Green Lantern Corpse, and so I heard those were pretty dope. I was just reading Green Lantern, and it's just, eh, I, I just wasn't liking where it was going. It wasn't bad. It just, I just, whatever. So I just read, get... I read the first issue, like the first two issues, and to me, you know, Hal just kind of went bitchy again. You know, little... and and you know that is Hal anyway. Yeah, Hal always bitches. I mean, that's that character. He's just a little whiny little bitch. You know, but I would say to his face because. He beat me up or something. Although I think uh, I was just watching 
uh, I watched uh, Justice League Doom the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, first of all, amazing casting of voices. Damn I mean, right. I mean, you had just people from the regular Justice League cartoon as well as Nathan Fillion as flat as um as Green Lantern. I thought he needs to be Green Lantern in the movie. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. No, I agree. Yeah. Like we said last week, you know, Nathan Fillion, it's just cast. That's it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. There's no <laughs> there's no discussion needed. It's, you know, he's it. <laughs> we're done. We're done. All right. Moving on. Uh, there's nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> so in technology news, I felt really, really good about this this article. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you you saw that, right? Um, a few weeks back, someone tried calling me out because I said that T-Mobile's no-contract plan wasn't as great as everyone was making it out to be. Well, it seems that my viewpoint was strengthened by the Washington State Attorney fucking General. Boop, 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 boop. Skate, 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 skate. <laughs> in the article, I literally wrote, that sound you just heard was the mic dropping. Uh, he has ordered T-Mobile to change its advertising, calling it promi- its promise to offer no annual contracts deceptive. The court order filed by the by Attorney General Bob Ferguson, oh, and signed by T-Mobile, promised to change their campaign and properly outline the limitations of the whole new no-contract plan. Quote, as Attorney General, my job is to defend consumers, ensure truth in advertising, and make sure all businesses are playing by, by the rules, Ferguson said, according to 9to5Mac. My office identified that T-Mobile was failing to disclose a critical component of their new, contra- of their new plan to consumers, and we quickly act... Um, Acted quickly to stop this practice and protect consumers against the um, across the country. Sorry, against the country, across the country, from harm. His investigation found that T-Mobile failed to disclose the consumers who purchased a phone using the 24-month payment plan need to pay off the remaining balance owed on the device before they can leave the carrier. T-Mobile has worked with the attorney general's office to come to a solution and agreed on the following terms. Really quickly, misrepresenting that customers can obtain wireless phones and telephone equipment without restrictions and failing to disclose that customers who terminate their T-Mobile wireless service before their devices were paid off will have to pay the balance due on the phone at the time of cancellation. Not not misrepresent customer true obligations under the terms of its contracts and the sale of service or equipment. Uh, make clear the consequences of canceling T-Mobile service, including restrictions and limitations on cancellation fees and costs and early termination fees. More uh, clearly stated in all advertising, the true cost of the phone equipment, including the requirement that the customer carry a wireless service agreement for the life of the 24-month financing plan. Instruct representatives to fully disclose, and this is, I'm sure, where the problem is, is happening, fully disclose obligations under the terms of its contract, including developing and frequently asked questions page, and train consumer service representatives to comply with the settlement within 20 de- 21 days of signing. As part of the agreement, T-Mobile will be forced to provide full refunds or cancel service to customers that purchased hardware and a service plan through the provider between March 26th and April 28th, as well as pick up the check for all the court costs. The provider will be contacting all eligible customers for a refund or cancellation. If you don't wish to wait, contact T-Mobile at blah, the numbers available on the LazyGeeks.com or, um, or 611 on your T-Mobile phone for more info. Now, 
some of the people that took to some forums and they were saying that, well, well the people thought they were just going to get free phones. It's making it for idiots. No, it's not for idiots. And most people generally would go like like me. When I first saw it, I, I thought, and you can go back and hear it on all the podcasts before, it felt like something was missing. And I said, my thing was, is if they cancel their plan, they have to pay the phone sheet charges. Mm-hmm. And that was always in the small, small, small print. Now, that's fine and dandy if you say, yeah, you can leave, but you just got to pay off the phone. I never said that. Even in the advertising, even in on that whole premise of the big show, they never said it once. So you know – and then if you know that these people that sell phones and try to get you on service, they're never that upfront with you about anything. They'll yeah, lie through their teeth. They're commission-based. It's all commission-based. Yeah. Commission so you know that they're not telling everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can cancel it anytime, anytime. And, uh, you want to know the best place to buy a cell phone? Mm. Best Buy. And the reason being is that no one in Best Buy is commission-based. That's true. I hear so many – when I'm at Best Buy, I hear so many like, oh, no. I mean, yeah, it costs more money, but it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like people when 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 the, you take away that incentive for more money most people can't be dishonest because they don't have to be they right. can be like no that that carrier sucks or they're impartial but they'll be like you'd be better with this one yeah love you you know <laughs> they give a little wink and a kiss yeah you know yeah but that's the thing and and that's one of the things that it's not about you know it's not about the whole issue of, you know, people being stupid or anything like that. Because, you know, there's the people that took the, it was for the fucking idiots that thought they were just going to get free phone. No, because when you say, yeah, you can leave at any time. Yeah, people are going to be like, well, don't I have to pay the phone? Yeah, but you can still leave at any time. They're not, I can they're, leave. I can leave any time with the contract too, but I exactly. just got to pay the contract off. Yeah, I just got to pay the three seventy five. But what it is is, is you're paying off the balance, and they're, and it's just playing with the wording. And for me, that was always the case, and that's always the thing I said is that they've never advertised it as, oh yeah, you can, yeah, you can leave at any time. But like I said, the two people that benefited out of it was T-Mobile for no subsidy cost, and two was the people that paid off the phone in the beginning. Yep. So, boom. And usually if you can afford to pay off on those expensive-ass phones in the beginning, you can get a contract plan and not have to fucking worry about it. Exactly. So, word, you know? Yeah. Word life, son. <laughs> All right. Jaffiel. So, Jaffiel. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little longer, so we're going to – I put a nice article together. Um the latest video from Sony about their upcoming console isn't really about the console at all, but focuses on the controller. Of course, any gamer will tell you that the controller is just as important as the console itself, if not more. Um, so the video seen below on the lazygeeks.com, baby, should interest most of you. <laughs> These features have already been known, but now the developers are showing their excitement for it and demonstrating how a few things will work. Personally, I like these vi- these kinds of videos where the people that develop the technology are just sitting there explaining why their stuff is awesome. Uh, I just dig that. You know, like it's no no fucking bullshit, no flashy banners, no it's just sitting in a chair. Hey, I helped develop this and this is why I like it. Like I just think that's that's the best way to advertise something. 
You that's would. Just, that's just me. That's just me. I would because I'm the shit. Um, <laughs> so while while these features again have already been announced and talked about on this very site and podcast, I'll go over them again just to stay on par with the video. So I have a little bit to say about each one, and Steve can chime in because he obviously didn't write the article with me. Um, <laughs> so first thing about the controller, everything has been tuned. So one developer points out that all controllers are all controllers that the <laughs> controller um, has been fine tuned to give an overall better feel. I'd personally like to see the analog sticks tightened up a bit since they have always been kind of loose to me. What do you think about that? Everything has been tuned up. I I I would obviously not get my hands on it. It'd be nice because that's one of the reasons why I like the Xbox controller. Um, as opposed to the PlayStation, because you know I, it's always all over the place, especially with first-person shooters. Yeah, you gotta be on it. Like yeah. If you're if you're a champion at a PS3 Call of Duty, you're a fucking champion. Yeah. Like, because those those analog sticks are not friendly at no, all. Not but at all. You know all. what I I did notice when I'm looking at the controller? It looks like the analog sticks are farther apart, or is it just me? Um. Because they move the PlayStation button down. Right. It looks like they're – and that was my big issue with those is my thumbs would always hit. I didn't like that. Yeah, it does look like they're further apart. They're further apart, and also I like how they have – and this is – Xbox has this too, and I'm sure a lot of diehard Sony people aren't going to like it, but I do, um, where they have the recessed um, analog sticks Yeah. where it's not rounded at the top. I dig that. I think, yeah. I, I think it, it just feels better. It's easier to keep control of your shit. Anyway. Next feature, the speaker. <laughs> so this has to be the oddest change for me when I first heard it. The new PS4 controller will feature a built-in speaker that is said to add to the immersion, immersion of the game. One dev uses a first-person shooter as an example, saying that the sounds from the game will come right out of your controller for a more surround sound feel. I'm reserving my judgment on this feature until I see or hear it in action. Yeah. What, what do you think? You agree with me? I'm not even sure about the whole speaker bit. Um, it's just weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they're like they they made the controller and went. What else can we add? Is for speaker in that motherfucker. <laughs> it's like they had um, fucking pimp my ride come over. And I know, fix, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, I I never felt the need for. I mean, because if you have a big TV and everything, you already have a surround sound. You don't need it coming out of the speaker. And the, and what kind of speaker are you getting though? That's the thing because that's the thing too. is it gonna crackle? Is it gonna tinny ass fucking laptop speaker? Exactly. Now the the I could see it being kind of dope for someone who doesn't have a cool setup. Like they just they're just playing on a little TV, you know, fucking built in. They don't have surround sound. Cause I have a nice TV, but I don't have surround sound, you know. So, but I don't really feel my controller is gonna fucking take me away. Yeah. <laughs> fucking seven point one. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see. So the next feature, the touchscreen. This one is probably the most challenged feature that has been added, um, but I don't really understand why. I like how you can turn it off or on, um, so you're not required to use it, but I'm sure some games will force you to, of course. Um, honestly, though, we're all playing games on touchscreens now anyway. Uh, it can't be that big of a leap to do it on the PS4. And the dev was showing how, like, he clicked it on and he's like, "You can." He didn't show in a game. He was just holding it. He's like, "You can, you could 
fucking flick it. You could be more precise with it, whatever. I think it's going to add an interesting dynamic. It's just that it's being challenged so much because it's so different. Yeah. Like it's it's just so different to have a touch screen. And I mean, Sony's tried it. I mean, the Vita has the thing on the back, and but no one owns a Vita, <laughs> so I don't know if anyone's used that one. Um, but I think I think it's interesting. We'll have to see. I think that's going to be one of those technologies that's only cool if the games, if how, developers utilize it. Exactly. That's going to be the big thing is like how many of them are going to utilize it. Because you had um, the touchscreen on the Vita. It was like the only game you ever heard that really utilized it was the new uh, Uncharted. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. We'll see. So, last but not least, uh, the share button. So, last but not least, uh, is the share button uh, <laughs> that has been that has been added to the controller. This button allows the user to share screenshots and videos and one easy push to social networks. Some people may think this is kind of silly, but one, once everyone can, can do it, you can bet you'll see tons of user-created videos from every game you can think of. That can be a good or a bad thing, depending on who's actually playing the game. Um, I actually dig this. I, I think the we're so connected to social networks now and i i also myself i love watching um gameplay videos um especially if i'm on the fence if i want to grab a game or not i like to watch real people playing the game like <laughs> not the gameplay trailer like right. I, I want i want to watch like real people just go through the game and see what's going on um i do i do hit up uh twitch.tv a lot which is a live streaming for a lot of different games and so I dig that. I dig the share button. Screenshots is dope too. I mean, you just share something with Facebook real quick. Boo doo! Look what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of dope. Um, the only thing is, I'm worried about uh, how they're gonna. If you can share a, a screenshot like at any point of the game, is it going to save the screenshot on your computer on your on your PlayStation so you can share it later? Because if I'm in a heated thing, yeah, you're not. Gonna... And I hit the share button and it just freezes the game and now I got to go through a menu. Yeah. Share to Facebook. You know, it kind of takes you out of the moment. Yeah, I'm so, sure it'll be streamlined. But yeah, we'll we'll see how Sony deals with. It. I'm, they're not stupid, so I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. You know, this is going to be huge at E3, like when they do their press oh conference. Yeah, yeah. Sony, first of all, they have a angry skeet, angry skeet, angry skeet. So they have, <laughs> they have a they have a headset, and it's a healthy headset. It's not like what Microsoft had with the Xbox 360. Oh, we're fucking out a year early. Oh shit, they're all breaking. Yeah. You know, it's it's they have a little headset where people know more about the PlayStation right now, and all the press for the Xbox is negative currently, <laughs> which is still press. You know, right. but um, you know, just just wrapping it up. I mean, with Microsoft announce with Microsoft's announcement set to May twenty first, uh, Sony is pulling out all the stops to get the word out on their new system and what it can do. With rumors on the new Xbox requiring. And always on internet connection to use the console. Uh, remember, Xbox Live is currently not free, which is why people aren't liking this always on thing. I mean, let me further drive the point. Rumor. Right. Now, it seems like it's true, but it's still – Microsoft hasn't said anything. Um, Sony is already winning some people over by not doing that. <laughs> so um, it's – it's going to be interesting, and me and Steve, or Steve and I, uh, decided that after that May um, 21st announcement, we're going to do. I think we'll do, maybe do a separate podcast. Yeah, that's what or I was. Or the thinking. gaming podcast, and just have. Um, we're just going to talk about the two consoles, what we know, 
and we're going to we're going to decide based on that current information which console we would buy um right right from the jump uh, cuz i could make a i could say i mean cur- let's just be real currently i would buy the ps4 because the rumors have me nervous but i'm basing that off of information that is that might not be accurate so we're going to wait until may 21st i'm going to do a little podcast on that and i think it's going to be fucking dope cuz i love talking about the silly shit so Alrighty, yeah, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> all right, so jumping right into it since we're running a little, little long on time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we'll uh, go right into our douchebag of the week, and uh, this is actually kind of funny because when I first read the story, I thought, "Wow, really? I got my douchebag of the week already? Nice." So while the movie and music companies are running around claiming that illegal downloads are uh, breaking the banks of studios and record labels, it would seem that their best interest can be found by security software company known as McAfee. Torrent Freak is reporting that the security company has patented te- a technology that will prevent the public from accessing pirated movies and music online. The technology will be expanded into their site advisor tool, which will detect and block pirated content and present users with legal alternatives. The technology is currently titled Detect and Prevent Illegal Consumption of Content on the Internet. And the patent covers a block list system and can either warn consumers about illegal content, completely block access, or offer purchase advice. One major reason for concern is possible violation of the intellectual property right and the potential cost ramifications associated with such a violation, the company explains. A second major concern could relate to a potential threat caused by some unauthorized distribution. For example, it is not uncommon for an unauthorized distribution of material on the Internet that to include malicious material. Dun, by, dun, dun. Exactly. By informing a user of illegal sources and possible alternatives, a user can obtain the desired distrib- electronic distribution without violating an author's intellectual property rights, McAfee rights. As someone that sees the illogical use of misinformation spread out by the movie studios and record companies, I don't see this as something that will work for anyone. Many people nowadays don't like programs that prevent someone from doing something, not to mention how will they know what is illegal content. Will it prevent some content from YouTube? To be honest, I see this only working for companies because malware issues can really screw up your work computer. And mm-hmm. let's not forget that stuff should not be used on your work computer. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, McAfee is kind of a joke nowadays, and I look at it as something as someone trying to stay relevant with major companies. Any company that offers their free toolbar when you download a chat program has fallen upon hard times. Pretty much. Yeah. My issue with this is that, one, if they had stated first, well, if you download something illegal, it usually – a lot of times it contains um, illegal uh, malware. That would have been fine. But the fact that their main goal was protecting the intellectual property, who gives a shit? That's yeah. not their job. Their job is to make sure your computer doesn't get fucked up. Pretty much. So what, who nominated them to be, we're going to uh, protect people's copyright? Who gives a shit? Like when I think about it, I don't think McAfee. You know, uh, So for me, it's it, McAfee is the douchebag of the week simply because they're stepping into an area they have no dis- business being in. 
if they were saying, yeah, because we're going to do it because sometimes when you download it, if you downloaded anything back in the day from like Kazaa or Morpheus or anything like that, half those shits had viruses in them anyway. And, yeah, and if you and if you were downloaded from that shit, you deserved a fucking virus. Yeah, on your work computer, nonetheless. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? What are we really doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? What are we yeah. doing? Come on. Come on. What are you, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so that, that's our douchebag of the week. And um, I, we, I could have had somebody else in there, but, like, the T-Mobile thing. But I really thought McAfee stepping out and saying, we're going to either block torrents or give you alternatives or do all this shit that we really have no business doing. I thought, wow, dude, okay. And you just you just stepped out of your boundary. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for us. You can check out all these stories and more on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network where you can listen to all our other shows we have available for you like Lazy Ring of Death, In the Ink, and the upcoming cinephile podcast uh like us on facebook and add us to your circle on google plus follow us on twitter at the lazy geeks at lazy underscore nomad for following me and at lazy underscore sapien if you want to follow adam over there uh the lazy geeks theme is provided by the talented kevin mcleod so be sure to comment on this or any podcast either on itunes or the website thelazygeeks.com tell us the good the bad and the sexy and be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Oh.